0: Hi, everybody. It is me, Heather Matarazzo, and welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Listen with me, Heather Matarazzo. um man, I mean, here's a deal like I was like thinking today um you know i I have this lovely woman sitting right next to me that I'm about to introduce and and a few hours ago I just like went on Twitter and I just wrote like I'm tired um and I feel like for the most part each episode I've been like really up and I've been really chipper and whatevs um and I have no reason not to be um well that's a lie I I have a a lot of reasons not to be um you know, but I, I got to continually make the choice to like, <clears throat> I have, most of my days are pretty good. Today is, um, you know, like working through PTSD is hard sometimes, man. And so if like, that's the, that's the inferring tone with that. Um, and <sighs> yeah, I'm just fucking tired, but here's a beautiful thing is that, um, um, <clears throat> I, I say it here on here again and again and again, you can't experience one without experiencing the other. Um, and like I fully got to lean into sadness and lean into fear. So that way I can also fully lean into love and joy and abundance and, you know, getting to find, um, the light in those moments of darkness. And I see that like my phone is going off. My phone is never on. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what to do. (laughs) Um, I feel like such a fucking asshole. Um, I feel so all over the place today. Um, but like, again, like that's why we're here, you know, to fucking live and experience and discover. Um, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. We're all just doing the best we can. Um, and with that said, you know, um, in terms of those that, you know, continue on and this this woman who I, I'm so grateful gets to be in my life, who I literally just met for the first time in the flesh yesterday, um, and we developed a friendship on the lovely little platform known as Twitter, Um Which is really where all of my friendships have, you know, come into being unless, you know, you're my neighbor um, and really awesome. (laughs) Like my friend Kristen, see, like only other kind of real life friend I've made unless I've like worked with somebody. But um, Lauren Warren, hi. Hi, Heather. Hi.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh my
0: God. Thank you for being (laughs) here. And if you guys don't know who fucking Lauren Warren is, you need to go on Twitter right now and you need to check out like her fucking production company, which like literally has just been born in like the last few months. And it's, I'm I'm like, literally, I'm like so panicked to even (laughs) say it that I'm going to fuck this up. Valvic, Val,
1: Val Val Valvic. valid victorian valid victorian it is a play on words yeah so sometimes it it's it's a little difficult to get out but um it's it's one of those words that i would constantly see misspelled online like hammy downs like um lingerie <laughs> isn't lingerie uh, just laundry well someone had it lean basically l-e-a-n-g-a-r-e-e
0: mm. and i
1: thought well what's the what's what's a what's a way that I could completely butcher this word, but still have it be somewhat recognizable and have it be appropriate for a company. Yeah. And so I picked valid Victorian. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Thank you. Um,
0: okay. You guys, I'm going to do something so fucking inappropriate. I feel so bad. Um, but I, am going to like fucking like run and grab my phone. This is really pissing me the fuck off, which is why in these moments I'm like, I need a producer. Um, but also, (laughs) okay so we're back I didn't even put the pause button on this thing because I'm afraid then I'll lose this completely (laughs) Um, and I'm afraid to take off my shoes because I think they might smell um (laughs) I like really do like I really, I wash these I wash these sneakers, but like, you know, what else? I got I got small feet, but they're stinky, and we also (laughs) realize that you um, don't have small feet. I do not. I am
1: (laughs) no no no. It's fine. I am a short person with with feet bigger than they probably should be.
0: (laughs) But I mean, but for me, I think that's like getting to have. And this is like a perfect segue. because um, I think of something like that and I'm like that's like a superpower.
1: Is it? Well, yeah. My feet have carried me places So maybe that's the reason why they need to be bigger. Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've I've been I've been some places. I've seen some things. So um maybe that's why I don't have tall long legs, but I've got sturdy big feet. Yeah, <laughs> that've taken I'm me where su- I need to go. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure like Can, like, cause some damage if need be. (laughs) Probably. And that's what I'm saying, you know, because, like, if you have bigger feet, it means that you're going to, like, you're wearing, like, these, like, kick-ass, like, motorcycle boots right now. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, that could cause some damage. (laughs) Next to, like, my size five and a half foot.
1: I think I wore a five and a half in fourth grade. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) And I was a seven. My feet have shrunk. What? Yeah, it was a size seven. And then my feet started to shrink. And so now I'm, like, a five and a half six, which is great in terms of, like, oh, my God, I can get, like, awesome shoes, like, sample sale. Right, right, right. the fuck am I kidding? I've never been to a goddamn sample sale in my life. (laughs) Like, I don't care. Leave me alone in my robe with no pants. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't, like, I'll walk barefoot. I hate I hate shoes and I hate
1: pants. Really? Okay, so I, I'm i not a fan of shorts, but I, I put up with them. I could wear jeans all year round. Um, I could wear skirts. I can do dresses, but I just hate shorts. I loathe shorts, but they are a necessity. Why? <laughs> I just... Uh, I've never really found something that actually fit the way I like them to fit. And there's just something about jeans I think just look better.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. That. I I just that. I just
1: like jeans. Like, I have my God, 25, 30 pairs of jeans. What? But it's hard. Okay, so, and to be fair, when you're 4'11", five feet tall, when you find a pair that fit, I tend to buy two or three pair of the same ones because they're hard to find. Yeah. (laughs) And I just stash them. I will wear one pair the hell out, and then when they're done, I bring out, I'll get rid of them and I bring out the other one. So I kind of have to keep a stock and just hope that my style doesn't really change too much. I understand That's how.
0: that's how I am with um everything i wear mm-hmm. like everything mm-hmm. i hate going shopping yeah more than anything um i hate it like this like i'm like wearing this like dress right now but that's cute I it's like, like cute and it's perfect and it's awesome and i was just told that um geniuses wear the same thing every day okay like this is the only thing i desire to wear i'd like Ordered shit online. This is the only thing that like really works because I have like, like, I'm like, I wonder how many people have turned this off already. Like, <laughs> uh, I only have like three pairs of jeans, mm-hmm. um, two pairs of sneakers and like a few, like two t-shirts mm-hmm. and like the rest is sweaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any fucking shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, A, because I don't even want to see my thighs, Mm -hmm. let alone have anybody else be subjected to them. Um, I know, like, whatever. Like, I know. But I'm, like, fucking pasty. I'm white. (laughs) Like, I can act as your fucking, like, bounce board if need be. Yeah. If you can't afford one. (laughs) You know, with your film equipment, just (laughs) use my legs. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs)
1: not that white. It's not. It's but. like,
0: I mean, I'm, it's like, I'm fucking like dark Irish. It's like the dark <laughs> hair, like really fucking pale skin. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've just, I've, if I could just be naked all the time, you'd be I comfortable. Would. Yeah. You'd be comfortable. I'd be totally, totally comfortable if I was alone. Gotcha. Right. Like yeah. I could never be in like a nudist colony. Mm hmm. And I'm not disparaging nudist colonies. Right. Because I think that they're amazing. And I think that individuals that feel so comfortable in their skin in that way um, with each other is a beautiful thing. But I always think of like the Seinfeld episode and it really fucked me up for life where he was with, I think, like a woman who like loved to be nude all the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, he loved it. Like Jerry Seinfeld loved it. And I thought it was great and incredible until she tried to open a jar of pickles and put it between her thighs. Oh, and he was like, oh yeah, you never want to see that. So it's thinking of like the confidence that one can have in terms of like being in their body and like being naked and the, all this stuff mm-hmm. and then like doing those things where you have to like bend down. Right. Or like whatever the fuck. And <laughs> right. I don't want to ruin that beautiful, incredible illusion that, you know, the love of my life has of me and my body and like the appreciation by <laughs> b- being like, like, by opening a can of pickles or anything yeah. of that nature. <laughs> you know, but I will sleep naked.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. As I get older, I find that's actually more comfortable because I I get hot easier. I get hot. It's very quick. Like it doesn't take much. Like I can have a fan directly on me. Yeah. Um, I could have the AC on, but it's still too hot. And I just have like a sheet and a light blanket and still too hot. So that's the way to go. And how, how's your husband with that? well he deals (laughs) we live in Canada right now yeah so even during the winter it's there's nothing nothing I can't Do do you sleep with the window open in winter winter no summer yes okay so if I don't have the AC on then I will open a window and have a fan directly on me and I'm still burning up okay
0: and how long does that like how long does that last until you're like okay I'm good
1: no, it's never on But good. I mean like January
0: and <laughs> January in oh, Canada.
1: Oh no, no. Okay. So winter usually sets in and becomes an evil nasty bitch around November. So I gotta close the window. Yeah, um that's so November we're... to about Aprilish. Yeah. May. Yeah. And then it's it's heat fan directly on me, like blanket okay. and okay. sheet. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: That's also when I become a nasty bitch. <laughs> cold nasty bitch from November to April. I
1: hate it. Oh my god, I hate it. I'm <laughs> I I really didn't factor that in when I said I was moving up there. I thought, well, I've lived many other places. I can surely adjust to this. And that first winter, I was like, "Oh god, somebody come get me, please. <laughs> somebody come get me. I'm miserable. Miserable."
0: But like, what is it because that's what we were talking about that before, and that's why I said like <clears throat> I wanted to save it for this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because like we were we were talking yesterday, so like a bunch of us um, got together in celebration of Lauren's arrival um, and every single person at that table we'd all met on Twitter, which is beautiful and amazing mm-hmm. and you were talking about the isolation factor that you had felt very, very isolated mm-hmm. um, which then also goes in line then with the birth of your production company, which is incredible um, and we were talking about <clears throat> just the continual path that we're on and, like, the little signposts that we're given um, in terms of taking those leaps of faith and, like, getting to expand our lives. And so what was it, what is it for you, like, in terms of, like, Toronto that, like, made it so, um, such an isolating experience? And like, what was, what's been your creative path in terms of then like the birth of the production company, like that, like the expanse now that continually gets to be your
1: life. I, when we first got married, um, I met my husband, let me back up. I met my husband online several years ago, like before it was even like really big Um, and again, I thought, well, I've lived in several other places, so I'll be the one to move and I'm looking for a new adventure. And so I'll go to Toronto and I was working for a company in DC. My thought process was I'll go up there, I'll get a new job, I'll meet people and that's how I'll, you know, reboot this new post married life of mine. What I didn't count on was my job in DC telling me I could work from Toronto Mm. And it saved me the hassle of having to find another job, okay, so now I'm working out of my house. Well, that limits your socializing a great deal um, and I did that for the first three years I was there, so I'm in my home all day long, working um not really meeting anyone other than his family, his friends, sort of his circle um but I always had something creative in the back of my head that I was doing. Either I was making music or I was writing little short stories or I was writing about my experiences up there, writing about just little blog posts, little notes here and there writing about being a black woman in a suburb. That's really, really white (laughs) and the interactions that I had with people, some who were just well-meaning and very curious um and
0: when you say so because again I don't know if you know mm-hmm. I'm not a black woman. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> I know. Black Irish. Okay. Black Irish. <laughs> um so like the curiosity because I was talking with somebody here <clears throat> um I guess like in the beginning like Laura Silverman and we were having a conversation and she was talking about um when she was five years old, mm-hmm. like, you know, her family was very, very progressive and whatnot, blah, 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 you know, but it was like, I think like 1970s, 19, early eighties, like Rhode Island, mm-hmm. New Hampshire, Rhode Island, somebody will correct me. Um, and she was on a bus and was seated behind um, a black man. And who had an afro. Mm -hmm. And she was so curious Mm -hmm. about his hair that without even thinking, she just... She reached. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, what kind of curiosity are we talking about? Like, are the Canadians... um, Do they have more tact?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Recently, uh, no. Um, I I had this interaction in the grocery store... And I knew, I knew exactly what she was talking about. And I heard this woman gasp behind me. And she said, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And I said, she's going to talk about my hair. She's going to talk about my hair. She's going to talk about my hair. I guess my hair was a little bit different. I had braids in. And um, she says, tell me that's all yours. And I'm thinking, yes, it is. Yes, I paid for it all. It is all mine. Exactly right. So now the cashier's jumping in. Oh my God, how'd you do that? And the hands come out. And I'm thinking, nope, nope, nope. I said, I like my receipt. Thank you. It's just, it's just, again, I know it comes from a place. They don't, they don't, it's not, um, (laughs) it's curiosity. I get it. But there really are just so few black people where I am that my husband and I would play this game. Like we'd go out and you'd hear us say like this random number. And it was a number of black people we had seen up until that point. And on the weekends, you might actually get into the double digits. (laughs) Um, like I said, it's really isolating and, and I didn't have the things that sort of reminded me of home, like, um, like a certain kind of food or like cornbread mix, or even like a restaurant, like it's just really, really white and Canadian. And I didn't realize until I was researching a piece that the, the black population is only about 2.9% in the entire country. Uh, the Asian population is much larger, about 11 to 13%. Well, it's like, well, no wonder I can't find anybody. Um, things like finding a hair supply store to get hair supplies, to get conditioner and shampoo and things that are geared toward my hair did not arrive until about a year and a half ago. Otherwise, I'd have to drive into town to get it or I'd order it online. So it's, I, I, not only was I missing out on human connections, but the sort of little conveniences that make home home, I didn't have those either. So it's that on top of the long winters, on top of just not really having someone to say, hey, let's go grab a coffee and just shoot the shit for a while. Yeah, I started turning into my writing a little bit more. And then I remembered that um, I had this Twitter account and I gradually dipped my toe in it in about 2014 or so. Dipped a little another toe and just sort of started gradually using it. And, and what really, um, what really sort of changed it was I, I found, uh, black girl nerds. I found, uh, Jamie Broadnacks online and, uh, realized that people did this thing with TV shows called live tweeting. <laughs> I had no idea it was a thing you can watch. It's almost like watching with family
0: mm-hmm.
1: and friends um, and she was the reason I did my very first podcast, which was a podcast on video games. Um, and I met so many people through her, through just sort of networking and just sort of randomly spouting out things and, and people saying, hey, you like this. I like this, too. Hey, let's talk. You seem cool. And I think being a, a military brat kind of helps because I can suss out people very quickly when you move around a lot, you tend to find your place very quickly, which was another reason why Toronto was so frustrating, because I couldn't. Um, I couldn't find my place, or I couldn't find my people, I couldn't find my group. Yeah. Um, but on Twitter, I did. Yeah. And I, if you had told me that that would happen, I, I would have totally laughed. <laughs> but I mean, I found everything from friends to business partners to writing partners to um, auntie figures. I mean, it, it's I've I found everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been amazing. Just absolutely amazing.
0: Wow, that's I mean, and it it, it made me it made me think when you were talking about <clears throat> you know finding things that you know that make home home. You know, um, like. I moved here. I moved to Los Angeles in 2014. Um and it hasn't a I can't wait to get out of this place mm-hmm. that we're currently sitting in right now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and but I hadn't I'd felt rootless. Mm-hmm. Um until very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I had felt like I was living in somebody else's house, but I had no <clears throat> experience of home. And I feel like the idea of home differs for many people. Very much so. You know, um, that that thing of, well, your, your version of what home looks like doesn't really match mine mm-hmm. and my my feeling always was well there must be something wrong with me right because I don't jive to that yeah I don't I don't get that I don't understand that um and I always felt like I was a visitor mm-hmm. in everybody else's home including my own mm-hmm. like growing up you know so that what is it that is home for me
1: um i feel the same way about people who live in the same place their entire life to me that's abnormal but to them i'm the abnormal one who else has 18 addresses since their their 18th birthday
0: yeah that's
1: not normal to some and i'm using air quotes that's not normal but to someone who is used to having to relocate every 24 to 48 months what you do is not normal (laughs) My husband is, is, is someone who, who grew up in the same town and who's lived pretty much within a 30-mile radius of where he was born. When I apply for things and I have to list my addresses, I need a spreadsheet from Excel. <laughs> like it's, and it's so bizarre to me when I see your oh, hometown, like people I went to high school with in Georgia. That's where I graduated from, uh, but I started in Puerto Rico. People who are still there 20 years later just like ugh, oh god <laughs> how do you do it it is so strange to me even now when i say oh and i'm going home in a few weeks it's my it's my house yeah. yes yeah i own it yes yeah do i feel comfortable there
0: yes mm. but
1: do i consider it home no
0: what do you consider home what is home for you what is what is home to you and like that's what made me think of the question in the mm-hmm. sense of um how our idea of what home is evolves, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and like, what was it for you? Like, what is it for you now? What was, what's been
1: the evolution of that? 12 years ago, home was anywhere my mother, father, and brother were. Now that she's gone, it's basically any place where the three of us that are left can come together. Mm. So my father now, like, lives outside of D.C., and he's another one because he was in the military. He's like, I live in this house. Yes, it is my house for the time being, but it is not my home. He doesn't even have pictures up. You know, he's like, I won't put up pictures until I feel I'm, in, I'm home. Mm. Um, so for all of us, it changed after we lost her. We don't necessarily, we don't really feel like we have a home. We, we move from house to house to house because she made it feel like home. So uh, for now, like I said, it's, it's kind of where, where the three of us are, but it's still like, eh, not quite there yet. Um, right now, I can say, and this is my second time coming to L.A., out of all the times that I moved, I really do feel at home here. And the last time I was here in December, like, I wept at the fact that I felt like I could see myself here. I could see my husband and I here, I could see living here and not moving. And I'm pretty sure he would be so excited to hear that because I bring it up quite a bit. Um, But I saw the, I was staying uh, outside of Pasadena and I looked over at the mountains and I just cried and Mm. I thought, I think I found it. Mm. I think I found it. I think I found where I'm supposed to be. It wasn't here. It wasn't there. It wasn't here. It was, it is here. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I did not want to go back to the airport in December, let me tell you. But then I said, now I have to do everything in my power to get here. So I think I found home now. I really do. It's, I'm, I'm just excited to finally make it my home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a beautiful,
1: beautiful thing. It's also painful. (laughs) Like it's, it's taken a long time. Like it's taken a long time to get to that point. And part of me would like to think that maybe she helped a little. Like, I need you to discover these things about yourself. I need you to to realize that, you know, I've given you all these tools. And you have certain gifts and you need to go use them. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not in the right place to use them. But let me show you where you could be making the most of it. And this is my second time here.
0: It's... Uh... <clears throat> I mean uh, (laughs) um I really understand more and more why Oprah does that like
1: yeah it's a lot to take in and then (laughs) yes yes (laughs) yeah I'm uh,
0: I'm like I think that like from now on I need to just have tissues out
1: (laughs) And, and I didn't bring any. I started to. Oh, too. my God. Really?
0: I'm like, this is like, this is the edgy Super Soul Sunday. That's what this fucking podcast is. It's fucking the edgy Super Soul Sunday. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. You no, know, it's, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, if I'm being like really fully incredibly honest, <clears throat> my first experience with home was that, you know, moment that I had. Um. with um, the plant spirit medicine, like, ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. You know, when I went through, like, the depths of hell and got to the other side, and I literally heard a voice say, we've been waiting for you for such a long time, and we're so glad you're finally here. And I always described it as, like, if Dorothy Gale from Kansas mm-hmm. was sitting on a porch 95 years old and was... Wondering if Oz had ever had it ever even really happened. It, mm-hmm. it like almost like a a shadow, longing and yearning and memory, mm-hmm. something that you can't really grasp. It's like trying to grasp the wind, and then somebody coming to her and being like, "Oh my God, no, it's real! Like that's yeah, you that's, did that. That happened. You did that. That's real." Mm-hmm. So I. And they like that point of arrival where I, f- I, I couldn't put the vocabulary and the, the words to the experience until I had it. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, oh, my whole life, I have been longing for home mm-hmm. and yearning for home. And I say it again and again and again. That's why I feel like um, a good amount of people like commit suicide, you know. Um, is that really in the basest way possible they just desire to go home they want to go home Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not condoning suicide I'm not if you are suicidal get help um you know like it's coming up on I've lost quite a few friends to suicide in the last few years but I will say that like I completely understand that and I completely get it And the whole entire fucking point of this is that then when I had the experience in the moment um, where I met my love. And it was in a moment. Like, fuck, you fall in love in a moment. Like, in a fucking moment when you're just not looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides, like, the oh, shit, it was, oh, this is, this is home. Mm-hmm. This is home. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever see the the show Sliders? I remember that, yes. Yeah, with, like, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Where they went through this wormhole, and they would go to all these different worlds trying to get back home. Right. And everything would be so similar. hmm Everything, like, the same, like, coffee mug, the same thing, the same creek, the same butt. It was a little different. There was something that made it a little different, which meant it wasn't home. Right, right. You know, um... So, like, it was, it was the same exact thing of, like, oh, home. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, again, like before, about all of those um, divine moments, for lack of a better term, or, you know, um, those signposts mm-hmm. that lead you exactly to where you're meant to be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you were talking about your mom. I was talking about Henry, you know, um, in terms of like that guidance and in one way or another. And so I think the pain and, and I don't know if this is like the same experience for you when you talk about it being painful Mm -hmm. is that it's the it really is like the greater the pain, the greater the recognition of the love and the gratitude. Yes. Where it's the, it's the experiencing and the being in unconditional love. So it's every time you get to the point where you're like, this is insane how this has happened and you have the recognition, it comes with the, not even like the sacrifice that they made because I don't like I I think that there's there's something that's very macabre about that, but the the witness of <clears throat> and and for me the reality of you know energy never dies, it merely changes form. So it's and the fact that like I'm still not forgotten mm-hmm. even though they're quote unquote gone yeah. and f- fuck. You're still here in like one way or another. Like yeah. Guiding me along. Like that's how much you love me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: and that then makes me feel so incredibly small. Yeah. And it makes me feel so incredibly powerful and protected and and guided mm-hmm. and seen. Mm-hmm. And that if I'm seen in that way. Mm-hmm. And I get to be witnessed in that way um, I'm that much more able to recognize the ones then and be open to the ones that are here, you know mm-hmm. um, that witness and see me, and that much more willing to accept that help and those opportunities that are given mm-hmm. you know um if that makes sense
1: no, it does it does it does. And I was, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, um, about trying to break my writer's block. And he asked for a little bit of info about my, my background, which again, for a military brat, tell me a little about yourself becomes at least a minimum 20 minute Mm -hmm. ordeal Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there's lots of moves and lots of things and lots of parts, moving parts to it. Um, but I skipped ahead to this. I I, I will call it an adventure um, that I had after college, um, where I was working in. I know what
0: you're gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. And I'm 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 hashtagging this, and I'm putting a fucking Durga motherfucking boundary on this like copyright right
1: now. Yeah. You know. Well, only I I'm the only one who can tell this story because yeah, this I know is... but I just
0: I just know fucking cheap bullshit motherfucker is like
1: Ooh. Oh no, they ooh, can try. Let me co-opt this. No, no, there's no way. Right. I just <laughs> Yeah, warning, caution. Uh we're on to you if you try it. Yeah. Um Uh, I was working in Germany and my my mom heard about this job opening somewhere else. I had no idea where the hell it was. I could not find Kosovo on the map. Like I had to go home and ask my dad and his eyes got super huge. And he was like, why would you want to go to Kosovo? Why? I said, okay, well, it's more money than what I'm making now. And apparently if I stay long enough, it's tax free. This job came about because of her. And that job completely changed me in every possible way I I went from I mean up until that point my only experiences in life were school and work and school and work and school and work I hadn't really ventured too far from home even when I went to college I went to college I lived at home so I really had no life experience to speak of I like to say that my life began when I got on that plane to go to Kosovo um, and I owe that all to her and her persistence and her eavesdropping on this conversation, in, in, in telling this man, "Oh, so excuse me, I heard someone was quitting, and I happen to have a daughter who just got a degree, and I'll call her right now and tell her to submit a resume to you." And that's just how she was. She saw an opportunity, she would leap. Um, I would need a little push, but now I, I don't, I don't. I hear, I hear that woman in the hallway saying, "I heard my daughter needed a job, da da da," you know, and and she's available and she leapt she leapt every chance she got and now i'm i have to channel that in every decision i make and and the last time i channeled it was oh, i'll start a production company i'll just make shit myself leaping every day and i would post that picture of this little girl leaping off a of bed as sort of a reminder of what i was doing because it was it's her it's her i i owe that to her i owe that change in that that bravery to her because that's who she was and that's who she still is to me.
0: And what have you found with your leaps?
1: They're really not very scary. (laughs) Yeah, the more you do it. The more you do it, um, they're really not very scary and no one is really going to let you fall and hurt yourself. That's the thing. But trust is sometimes a little... I don't know. And no one's ever... How do I say this? Like, uh, I'm a bit of a skeptic anyway. I've always been a skeptic. Um, I'm a very cautious skeptic, even as a kid. But I don't think, I don't know. I'm type A, so I tend to want to do things myself anyway. Why do I want to give it to other people? People are weird. People could fail me. (laughs) Then I'll be mad. (laughs) Yep. Um, So I'll just do it myself. Yes. So that, letting that go, has been very difficult. That's the hardest part is letting go, letting control, giving control to other people. When you're a type A control freak, getting rid of that control is terrifying. That's more terrifying than the leap itself. Um, like I have no issues trying out something new, but it's try something new and give someone else something to do. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> That's difficult for me. So the leaps have worked out, but it's the the uh, delegation of, of duties and, that's and things. And not the and that is a leap. That is a leap. That's a leap that somebody's got to keep their hand in my back and keep pushing me to do because it's difficult. Yes. yes. I, I very much, I am, what did she call me? Empress Extra? Someone called me Empress Extra. Ah. <laughs> and I said, if you get me a t-shirt, I'll wear it proudly. Yeah, As I work on it. Yeah. To fix it. But I am. I, and I completely own it. Um, I will run myself down until my body says, nope, I'm done with you. And then I'll have to reboot, recuperate, and I have to work on that. That's that's just something I have to work on.
0: And are you are you like me in the sense of no, like I'll do it. Yep. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. Yep. And then also get angry that nobody else is offering to help. Hi, are you me? Like <laughs> why do I have to do everything by myself? Yeah. You know, and then it's like,
1: and there's five people asking, do you need help? No, I don't need help. But why aren't they helping me? That's me.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I also it's like, I need, I need the confirmation written in your blood that you're not going to fuck up. Exactly. Um, and I don't trust that you're not going to fuck up. Yeah. Um, and that's because I don't trust that you've got me. And I don't trust that you believe in this or have as much passion um, about this as I do. Right. Um, And I don't trust your competence and I don't trust anything about you. Right. Um, I love you, but all of those things you just said. (laughs) Yeah. And and also, though, it's the... um, You know, because let's be real. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Most people are full of shit, and most
1: people are not competent. I learned that my in corporate America. Yeah, I yeah. did a brief stint there. I never want to go back.
0: <laughs> like they are not. They're not competent, yeah. and it, it's the mining for gold and like the continual mining for gold mm-hmm. and the um. Like what we were talking about at um, lunch yesterday. Where did we go, by the way? What was that place called? Beer Belly. Beer Belly. Yes. So, side note, there's this place called Beer Belly in L.A. I've never been to. It's in Koreatown. It's right next to this crazy insane place called Captain Jack's, (laughs) um, which is like Titanic themed and incredible. But they don't really have anything to drink alcoholically. They only have beer and some other thing that was like seventeen ninety nine, yeah. And I was like, I'm not spending seventeen ninety nine On 80 proof alcohol. On 80 proof anything. <laughs> um, no. So, but beer belly just, I have to say. Um, that death by duck was amazing, wasn't the it? The death by duck was incredible. But I'll say this. A, hey, I still need to fucking go to Roscoe's for chicken and waffles. Um. Mm. But I, like, went there, and I don't know why I thought, like, oh, this, like, fried chicken's going to be good. Like, that's what I ordered yesterday.
1: Oh, had, like, had, yeah, 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 yeah. I ordered the fried It wasn't chi- good?
0: <gasps> Here's the deal. We've, oh, okay. And again, like, I truly do believe that um, if the batter... Automatically falls off the fried chicken.
1: Someone's done something wrong.
0: Somebody has done something so terribly wrong.
1: <laughs> and you
0: need to be fired. <laughs> I agree. Because I didn't ask for steaming hot steamed chicken. Oh, no. With like a side of, you know, not even crispy whatevs i didn't
1: realize it was that bad
0: but like but that's but that's where i go where i'm like i'm like whatevs like it's fine i know how i make my fried chicken yeah like i like know the places like that i'm like you've got excellent fried chicken but like can i
1: tell you i've never found wonderful fried chicken in canada just no like even at a chain i just can't find it like and it's as a as someone who's southern, that's absolutely painful. Um, <laughs> just painful okay. for me.
0: Well, this just makes me think. I'm like, we can we just go to Roscoe's while you're here?
1: Probably could.
0: Let's just fucking do it. <laughs> like, let's just fucking do it. Because um, I swear to God, like if I could just like I just fuck, I just yeah. I mean, and also like you're not gonna really find fucking good
1: fried chicken here in LA. That's shocking to me. I would think you could. More so than anywhere else. Like, More so than Canada. Uh, yeah. Like even, um, what's that, that place I don't really go to? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, they don't have biscuits up there. Like they just sell bread.
0: I don't understand how that, <laughs> that doesn't even. It doesn't compute, right? Like it doesn't fucking compute. And I just got biscuits and gravy um, last week. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with a square biscuit. Okay. I just, I, I, I have this thing that like, if it's going to be a biscuit, it's got to be a round biscuit and it's got to be flaky and it's got to be buttermilk, buttermilk and it's got to be good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and on top of that, like it can't be so fucking spicy, but that's just The biscuit spicy? No, the,
1: oh, the chick. Oh, oh, the gravy. gravy. Yes. 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 There's got to be a balance. There's
0: got to be a nice It can't balance.
1: overpower the biscuit. And it can't overpower your palate. Otherwise, you can't enjoy the combination I... together. No.
0: <laughs> no. It fr- <laughs> like, it fucking frustrates me. <laughs> um, I'm like, how do we get so fucking sidetracked? And
1: now I'm like, fuck, I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Well, I um, indulged earlier in um my weakness, which is Chick-fil-A. Uh, <gasps> again, because no. Georgia. Wow. Okay, but again, Georgia. Um, and I just had cravings and I was like, I needed salt and I needed something sweet. So I got the fries and I got the Chick-fil-A sauce and a sweet tea. Um, and then I passed out from a food coma. <laughs> so- well, you
0: know why I don't support Chick-fil-A.
1: Okay. I, educate me because I'm, okay. I'm, it's
0: the same reason that I won't buy anything from free people. Okay. Um. And I fucking love free people. It's like I'm a fucking like oh, what happened with free people? Slob, you know, like um, Chick Fil A had to do with um, their the owner of Chick Fil A like um, donating money to um, make sure that gay and lesbians like don't get married. Oh, you know, no. and don't have rights. Oh, yeah. There was like no, no, a big no. thing, like a a few years ago, to which I was like, nope, okay. I've never had Chick-fil-A. Most certainly I'm not going to start now. This is where I need to come home so I can <laughs> stay
1: more informed. Holy crap. And
0: then the same thing with Free People, that the um, CEO of Free People, um, you know, also supported um, the campaign of individuals that were anti-gay. and
1: Oh, goodness.
0: And I know that it's like, whatever, like, blah, 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 blah. blah. But, like, here's the deal, is that, like,
1: it starts with that and then it, it snowballs. It starts with that and it snowballs,
0: yeah. and it's sometimes like simply breathing is political. And right. like, I'm, I know, like, I have like a fucking iPhone and I'm not fucking perfect and like whatever the fuck and like, you know, whatevs. But like, I do for the majority, like, for the most part, like, I support fucking local business. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the only time I've ever really stopped inside like a fucking Walmart or like a fucking target is like when I was working in the middle of fucking nowhere. And the only mm-hmm. thing they had was like a fucking Walmart or a fucking
1: target. Right. Right. You know? and, like, Your options are beyond like, limited. Yeah. There.
0: Like beyond fucking limited. Um, however, like I do believe that like, you know, money is money is, you know, um, powerful, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that, um, even though my not spending like seven ninety five like on a fucking meal Chick Fil A is like not gonna fucking make a difference mm-hmm. or like not buying like a hundred and fifty dollars and like side note I'm like <laughs> clothes in general are way too expensive I agree um, <laughs> like it's insane um I'm like that's like that's not even a car payment mm-hmm. I mean it's like half a car payment yeah. um um. But, like, I, I'm really conscious and aware of, like, the businesses I support, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, like, what else? And I'm sure that, like, I'm supporting businesses currently that, like, I don't know, you know, like, contribute to other crimes against humans or the environment or whatever. But, like, then you would tell me and be like... Don't mm-hmm. shop there. Yeah. Don't support that. And I'd be like, Oh my God, thank you for telling me. Yeah. I won't yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like like when you when you know better you do better. Exactly. You know, my Angelou, thank you for that.
1: And we do have that power to really speak with our wallets now more so I think than any time, especially with our entertainment with our our consumer goods. Especially that entertainment thing though. Um I don't think people are learning as quickly as they should be with that, but they're learning. <clears throat> and that really, that's that, that grinds my gears.
0: <laughs> no, I know. Oh no, but that goes, but like, before, that it really
1: got, grinds my gears.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's what I was like fucking like before I got lost, on fucking like bad fried chicken. <laughs> um, you know um, what? Um, Chanel was talking about yesterday just in terms of like, I'm this, mm-hmm. you're this, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba in terms mm-hmm. of like delegation and, and, uh, you know, um, our quote unquote roles and, mm-hmm. and what we excel at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know,
1: you are a doer. Sort of. Mm, it depends. I'm the idea person all day long, uh, the doer part, I tend to get lost in the woods quite a bit, so the, the doing actually takes some pushing, because I can't, it's like I don't, I get paralyzed by indecision quite a bit, and so it takes, what did she say, the driver to give me directions on what to do, um. I often can't see the forest because of the trees. Mm-hmm. So, but I can give you an idea of how to get out of the forest, but yes. I can't do it. Yes. <laughs> yes, That's me. Yes. I can come up with ideas all day long. Yes. But somebody else is going to have to tell me how to do it. Yes. Yes. Um, and partly because I don't want to do it because I've used all my energy coming up with the idea. So I want somebody else to take over for me, but yeah. then I don't want to let it go. But that's
0: a beautiful, but that's a, that's a beautiful, um, Never heard that put so beautifully. No, no. Huh? (laughs) I've never. That just made me feel better about myself (laughs) and not being like a lazy piece of shit.
1: No, no, no. It's not laziness. Because that's that's where I
0: go when I like. I have. I'm like. I have a master list that mm -hmm, I just wrote. mm -hmm. Um. And I have very, very clear ideas of like what it is I desire. And I also know, I know that I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. No fucking question. Right, right, right. Um, and then though, I'd, I find myself like exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then that little voice starts. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're such a lazy piece of shit. You have to shut like, it what up. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like you're such a piece of shit. And my love, like, God, fucking, like, God, she's, like, a fucking driver, and yeah. she's, like, she's, like, fucking, like, Ryan Gosling, like, <laughs> in Drive. Yeah. Like, she's a fucking driver, and she's, like, a fucking ideal person. It's, like, she gets a fucking idea, mm-hmm. she's clear about it, mm-hmm. and then she executes. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, like, this, like, I've never met a sexier fucking, like, <laughs> like, like fuck, she's sexy as fuck. Like, yeah. And on top of that, the ideas are brilliant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like this house is continually on fire. Mm-hmm. Like she's just fucking magic. Um like there's there's nothing that really turns me on more than uh, just like a creative person mm-hmm. that just you know, not finger paint creative. Right you know not that there's anything wrong with finger painting i'm like that's still creative that's still very fucking <laughs> creative yes. like watch now like people are going to me like <laughs> oh so you hate finger painting finger paint now creative look at what picasso did <laughs> these were just found um you know this is a million dollar finger painting um you know but i never thought that even just The idea, coming up with the idea could
1: be exhausting. Do you know how many ideas you go through before you come up with an idea that you really, really like and want to go through? I mean, it's a lot, right? Oh my God. It's taxing. So, and you're constantly vetting these things. So you have some ideas that are better than others and you spend a great deal of time developing and then you get to a point okay well that one's not really fully fleshed out so i'll go to another one yeah but you've put time and effort into that one yeah oh my god so it's still you're still using energy you're still using brain power it is exhausting you just saved my life you literally you literally (laughs) just saved my life and you want to a really great way of of sort of tracking that or at least what i do is i have okay so i'm addicted to like office supplies um especially post-it notes Okay, so I have, oops, sorry, I have post-it notes of like one, two, three, four different sizes, 11 by 17, 13 by 13. you
0: sent me a photo of one. I sent
1: you a photo. That's all in my head. You know, that's, those are those ideas. And tell me you're not exhausted when you put your ideas out. Yeah. You have every right to be. Yeah. You have every right to be. Yeah. And each one of those tiny post-its is a sort of a sub idea. Yeah. So you've got the big ideas, little ideas, little details. Oh, you're in the shower and a lot of dialogue comes to yes. you. Yes, You're in the shower. So you can't exactly get it out. So you have yeah. to find a way to remember it. That yes. takes energy.
0: Yes. That takes time. That is very true. Do you dream a lot?
1: Yes, are you, you're a vivid dreamer? Yes. So but- vivid that I keep my phone by and I, I dictate it when I wake up.
0: Oh my god! So do I. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. Um. What did you? What was the dream that you you woke up from today this
1: morning? <laughs> it was, I watched too much CNN. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to watching too much CNN, I was watching the Twilight Zone before I went to sleep
0: classic or classic no? classic
1: okay. always classic okay um because jesus they're so fitting even now um so it was this mix of anderson cooper's show talking about all things trump related and the sh- the episode about the masks no where the masks were stuck on people's faces and that they were handing out masks before the press conference and and Sean Spicer was telling oh, everyone to pick a mask and put God. it on. And I was trying to tell them not to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that woke me up <laughs> because the clock was about to strike midnight, which meant they were going to get stuck.
0: Oh, my God. And it, yeah, that's the one. The, and the, uh. <laughs> <laughs> when you had mentioned that you were like, uh. uh out of all, out of, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. Not really. Um, <laughs> like panic. Because out of all of the Twilight Zones, mm-hmm. that, the one with the mask where.
1: Yeah. During Mardi Gras. and
0: No, I'm thinking of the one where they're all sitting down watching TV. Mm-hmm. And isn't there one with like the zipper
1: um, That's the movie a, okay that was the movie okay so that was the play that was the updated version of it's a good life that had Anthony Fremont who was the evil boy who wished kids and which people into the cornfield okay and that was the updated one where he took his sister Ethel's mouth away so she wouldn't speak terribly about him um, in the movie and then there was one where everyone had like pig faces yes and you got surgery in order to Try to if you were normal looking, that was considered abnormal. Yes. And the woman had like nine surgeries and she was still not Yes. She was yes. still sans pig face. Yes. <laughs> um and then I discovered one I discovered a whole season, and I was pissed off that Netflix didn't have it. Um a whole season where there was one about a white supremacist who was doing a, a rally on the street and got punched in the face after his rally. And <laughs> I thought well, hello! <laughs> oh my God!
0: Wait, didn't that just didn't, it, right? Like, like this loop, is loop, loop.
1: oddly familiar, and it was uh, Dennis Hopper who played the white supremacist. It was season wow. four, episode four, called "He's Alive." Holy shit! Um, so, I when I combine, yeah, you can tell that I watched and I tweeted about this a couple of, about a week or so ago because I had I was binging House of Cards while playing Fallout. Um, so I had my laptop on with. House of Cards and then I had the sound muted on Fallout 4 and so I had this dream that um, Kevin Spacey's character Francis Underwood was a titan from Attack on Titan like one of these 50 foot tall monsters I was talking to my husband about oh this anime so Francis Underwood is terrorizing DC as a 50 foot tall titan and there are characters from Fallout trying to take him down and I said for the record do not combine your entertainment <laughs> before you go to bed but when I tell you it's such a vivid dream and I woke up dictated it into my phone, that happens quite a bit. As a matter of fact, I, I submitted a pitch for a competition based on a dream that I had. Um, almost got there. Almost. Almost. But it was a very vivid dream about um, having visitors um, visitors over for a barbecue come to find out that it wasn't like it wasn't Earth. Yeah. And that I was actually the person being studied. And these visitors were the scientists attempting to study. And But I was told to make them feel comfortable and don't make any sudden movements or things like that. But I was the one being studied. And I sort of expanded on it and made a full pitch out of it and was like... I mean, that just hmm.
0: sounds like being a person of color in Pretty America, much. period.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, like before Get Out was Get Out and there's... yeah. <laughs> Because not every situation is sort of eyebrow raising. Um, <laughs> after that movie, so yeah. But I do, I do dream very vividly. It's it's almost scary how vivid they are, and they stick with me quite a bit. And,
0: and then do you sometimes wake up exhausted, like you yeah. haven't slept? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Same. I, I exact. say
1: I'm tired so much. And it doesn't always mean I'm tired. Like, it, it means so many different things. Am I tired mentally? Mm-hmm. Am I tired physically? Mm-hmm. Am I tired from sort of hustling and working all the time? Mm-hmm. What am I tired from? So I say it, and it, my poor husband has to decode what it means because I can't enunciate any further other than I'm tired. Yeah, no. And and it could be a mini, It could be I'm tired of um, having the ideas come and then when they don't come, I'm miserable.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like I just want quiet. And then when it's quiet, oh no, where'd you go? Yeah. So it's it's this constant sort of balance of of being a, I guess you call a functional creative. Yeah. While still being an adult and yeah, and paying bills and contributing and things like that. So it's yeah, it, it can be exhausting. Yeah. So allow yourself to be tired when you're tired. You're not lazy at all. Fuck,
0: I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm absolutely fucking exhausted. Like when people are like, it's been a long day. I'm like, it's been a long life.
1: Right. Like, who are you telling? I'm exhausted. <laughs> right.
0: Like living is exhausting. It really is. Um, no, I, it's, it's, that's so funny. I like just had a, I never take naps.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I don't know if you read um, Shawnee Nicole, Nicole, I always say her last name wrong. Shawnee Nicholas's, uh like, <clears throat> horoscopes every week.
1: I, do, I don't know those hor. I do read horoscopes, but I don't know that one.
0: Okay, so she was just, like, a guest on here, like, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Fucking kick-ass, grounded... Like brilliant fucking woman mm-hmm. um and every single thing that she writes, it's not like
1: blah 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 da 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 da, mm-hmm. like not rosy and
0: flowery not and... like you know um i'm just gonna like I'm just gonna like read one, sure, right now, um I'm like, you know what, let's just read this week <laughs> um because she really has she has a way with um her writing and also i'm i'm as much of a skeptic as you are in that regard um i mean in every regard um you know you either are born with a bullshit detector or you're not yeah i think so you know
1: um i think i got it i don't think my brother got one he trusts everyone inherently i think and it's like oh you're just setting yourself up (laughs) yeah no
0: no i don't i don't I don't know you. I don't want to know you. I don't trust (laughs) you. Um, But yeah, then like once I do trust you, Mm -hmm. I trust you. Right. Right. I trust you. Right. And I love you. Right. And I got you. Yeah. Like I got you.
1: Until you... You have to do something pretty wicked. Yeah. You have
0: to... You have to do something so fucking atrocious. Yeah. Um... And here's the thing is that I will, I will wait. I will wait for years and years and years and years. Before you bring it up? Not, oh no, it's that um, I will always remember. Mm -hmm. And when you least expect it, I will strike. That's me. (laughs) Did you say that's me? That's me, yeah. Yeah. Um, And it will be done with such, it it would be, it will be done with a Clara Underwood
1: breeziness (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah you know i'm trying to i think that's just uh, i don't know where that comes from with me i want to say i kind of remember my mom being that way but again it's that you move around a lot you build up your bullshit detector. Mm-hmm. Is it really worth your time and effort to put or put effort into a relationship for someone who doesn't really respect you or respect the same things you do, or who yeah, does you for wrong?
0: Sure. For sure, and also it's the because um, <clears throat> I feel like there's like those two those two ways, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's the And I feel like we get to continually grow and we get to continually evolve and we get to continually change. Mm -hmm. So there's the, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I always make such poor decisions and blah, blah, blah. And how could I do that? And blah, blah, blah. And like taking a very passive stance. Mm -hmm. There's also the like, motherfucker, I'm going to fucking kill you. Right. And I think that there's a difference between commanding and being demanding. Yes. And... It's
1: um I'm a fucking Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can tell. <laughs> like I'm a
0: Scorpio and yeah. I'm like
1: okay. Um all right. You great. And then sneak cut, up and Yeah, and then you know, cut
0: to when when you have a script that you want read mm-hmm. that comes across my desk. Mm-hmm. That I might think is good, that I know I could make brilliant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But and I and I will call you in for a meeting to my office. I will sit you down, <laughs> and we'll have a great conversation. Right. Then I'll say, yeah, no, no, no. Thanks. I won't, because you know why? I think that's the that's the point where it's. <clears throat> I don't need you, right? in In that way, and uh, you know, and I want you to know that I don't, and and not even it's the. I just I just want to bring you in here to remind you mm-hmm. of something. Oh yeah, yep, and um. You know, everyone. You treat everyone like an asshole mm-hmm. until you need something, and then you're really nice, right? And that's why I always say, like. You know, be careful how you treat, you know, your fucking servers. Be careful how you treat the fucking delivery guy. Be careful how you treat the fucking Lyft driver or the Uber driver because, you know, they may be your boss. They may be, um, and if that's the motivation that one needs in order to not be a fucking asshole, great. Right. And I would also say that though, on the other side too. Right. It goes both ways. It does go both fucking ways. Yeah. Um... Like it really does go both fucking ways where it's, I can completely have compassion and understanding Mm -hmm. when an individual is having a bad day. Mm -hmm. However, um, if you were treating genuine strangers that you don't know, like a fucking asshole or being a condescending prick, and I find it more with no, I'm not I'm gonna say that because I do find it with everybody, but I but I know what you, I already different. know what you're gonna say, yeah, um then I think that says a lot more about you, yeah, um, and I will take note of that, and I won't forget it, yeah, you know, um. I, I remember every single person that has treated me with such kindness mm-hmm. and such love and such fucking consideration, mm-hmm. um, and I will do everything and go out of my way to help them right. in like whatever way that I can genuinely, mm-hmm. um, and not out of a sense of obligation and that I feel I owe them, mm-hmm. but because that's what, that's just to me a natural part of what you do. Right. You know, it's, it's um, part of being a decent human being, right? Yeah, like, and having a tribe and a collective. Yeah. Um, and I also remember every single individual that um, refused to help in one way or another, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it chose to, what ups.
1: Um, and with that, it's okay. I got a. I got a list. I think watching growing up, um, especially with everything, regardless of the branch, but where things are rank based, mm. um, you see this sort of respect given, and it goes both directions. Where you, whether you're an officer or you're a lower level enlisted, or if you're like a super high officer, there's just this. This I don't want to say expectation, but you just treat people with respect. Period regardless of the rank they wear. Um, but I find that the spouses of the people who were higher ranked really wore their spouse's rank um, and did not show that same respect, which I always thought was really weird. Um, but there's just something about, you know, you, you shake your head, you nod your head, you say good morning, and you just treat some, you treat this other person with respect. And that is ingrained in you. Um, and your basic training. And it stays with you. Like it, it stays with you until long after you retire. But I feel it just should be something you just do inherently as, as a human. You know, just take care of your own and treat people with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. It almost sounds cliche, but it's true. Yeah, but also, <laughs> you know?
0: how do most people treat themselves? true. If you're that not even going to respect yourself. yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's why I fucking love that fucking song. Yeah. You know, like... It's like if you don't respect yourself, nobody's gonna give a good cahoot. <laughs> it's a staple singers, right? I, I think, think it's so. a staple singers. I yeah. Think so. I I uh. just like hear it. Yeah. Na, 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 na. <laughs> respect yourself. Hey hey
1: um but
0: you're right i'm talking about the song from the 70s not madonna's express yourself
1: which is you gotta go back for the young kids for the for the young i made it first no she
0: didn't no she didn't like (laughs) 1970s like so fucking good yeah um yeah but Hmm. and i feel like most people also respect i really do feel is earned yeah It it absolutely is earned. Yeah, just as trust is earned, love on the other hand is not earned. Mm -hmm. Love is not a currency, Um, and neither really like is respect or trust. Mm -hmm. You know, I. However, um, you, you need to earn my respect, and you need to earn my trust. Right, and that's just not a given which a which is why I have such a problem with like the police in fucking general. Right. Um which is why I have a problem with a majority of people that are in any kind of um position of power whether mm-hmm. it is corporate America, whether it is the entertainment industry, whether mm-hmm. it's the fucking government. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's <clears throat> you don't get respect mm-hmm. simply because. Yeah. Yeah. You wear a badge and a gun. You don't get respect simply because you have like a seven figure salary and like say yes or no. Right. Because then the only reason that I'm respecting you is out of fear. Right. You know, which then means that I really don't respect you. I just fucking fear you. Right. Um, and the opposite of that, the opposite of like the fear is going to be like aggression and rage. Mm hmm. Yep, you know because then it's there is no e- equality. Mm-hmm. There's no like equality. There's no. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's in no way, fucking shape or form. Yeah. Um. And the same thing goes with like the fucking trust. Yeah. You know. Um. And I think those two are synonymous.
1: And these are lessons that man, I'm glad I learned them when I did, but it's one of those if I could write a letter to myself maybe 10, 12 years ago, (laughs) and slide it in there, it probably would have made things a little bit easier. But, you know, it's just something we, we've, especially now, um, trust and, and building your small community, um, your small family, um, that you can fall back on and, and, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm sort of thinking like I'm thinking in a few different directions, but it's 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 just important, um, like you said, to keep those two: what is earned and what should just be, are two totally different things, especially now. Um, And to find people who won't push you to to do something out of your comfort zone. You know, the well, you should inherently trust people. No, not really. Respect, in some cases, sure, should just be common practice, I think. Well, yeah, but like
0: like not being like, fuck you,
1: asshole. Right, like just don't be a dick.
0: Just don't, yeah, yeah, don't be a dick for the sake of being a fucking dick. Right.
1: You know, and I feel like as women... um, But we don't necessarily have to placate and play nice and, and sort of mommy people all the time either. Like, we're allowed to... Um, we're allowed to be alarmed. We're allowed to keep people at arm's length. We don't necessarily it's have to let to everyone set in. Boundaries. Yeah. We're allowed to set boundaries. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And allowed to say no. Right. And no, thank you. Yeah. And this is like, um, I fucking use this fucking example all the time. Like, you know, if I'm smoking and like I'm walking down the street and somebody says, can I have a cigarette? Mm-hmm. And I say, no, I I don't have any. I don't have any. I lie. Mm-hmm. Cause I do. And then I feel guilty. Because I'm like, well, I, I I did have some. Why didn't I? Why didn't I just give it? And that's where I had like this huge fucking aha moment. I'm sorry, I've talked about it before, but like these life <laughs> lessons are important and bear repeating. <laughs> um, but the idea again, especially for fucking women mm-hmm. as little girls and thus growing up, that just because I have it, I was given. The seed was planted in me very, 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 very young mm-hmm. in a myriad of ways mm-hmm. that just because I have it automatically means that I need to give it. Right. And if I don't give it,
1: then you're a terrible person.
0: Not only am I a terrible person, um, like, cause what does that mean? Terrible mm-hmm. person. It means that I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. It means that I'm self-centered. It means that I don't love you it means that i don't care about you mm-hmm. it means that there's something wrong with me it means and you you say that to like oh my god like yeah take take everything i guess none that i have and everything <laughs> i mean that's how like i fucking like supported like God, oh fucking mighty.
1: Because it's like it starts as a cigarette. I'm like the And then it goes into something else.
0: Like the hundreds and a hundred like oh my God the money that I would have right now if I didn't if I hadn't had there was like there was somebody in like my fucking life who like um was an older person Mm -hmm. was like, you know, at the time like A fucking, like, mentor figure. You know what? I'm just going to be fucking honest. I'm going to be fucking full honest. Fuck this shit. Um, So, like, I was in AA for, like, a number of years. Mm -hmm. And, like, again, I'm not knocking AA. I think AA is great. AA gave me a lot. It did. Mm -hmm. gave me a lot. Um, And I needed needed that time. Um, And I needed that journey to, like, get to where I am now. Like, what else? I just, I feel like I need to do, like, a fucking podcast at some point just felt like, that. Um, Though I feel like I've talked about it throughout. However, you know, like, one of the things that, like, comes, like, with AA sometimes is, like, something called sponsorship. Which is, like, somebody that has, like, more time than you sober. And um it's going to, like, take you through the book and, like, do all this stuff and just, like... Act like a spiritual advisor. And again, some people that like are in AA that like do this, like I've, there are some really fucking beautiful people that like are authentic and are honest and, um, compassionate and loving and have no desire other than to see you fucking glo- like grow and blossom and fucking flourish and support you unconditionally and love you unconditionally. Like whatevs. There are also individuals. <clears throat> that and i had this experience with this like one person who was my sponsor for 3 years and uh, and um you know he was really charismatic mm-hmm. um and uh, really like would put his foot down with things and you know like he was like a sassy gay man and like really like um, and at one point he had asked me for some money hmm. and I was like, okay, yeah, like, and, and at the time I'm thinking like, well, I don't really have that much money, but like, you know, if like the universe is my supply and like whatever, and we're supposed to be of service and we're supposed to trust and like blah, 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 that like the universe is going to take care of me and like what so I, like, like, gave him some money. And then he needed some more.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 mm Over $10,000. Oh. Oof. And it was, like, supposedly for, like, helping out, you know, these, like, other individuals. And, like, ba ba, ba-, 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 ba. And, like, this, like, group house, whatever, that, like, I would like, fucking, like, been to. Um, And, and again, it's, like, I've had to learn some, like, really, really expensive fucking lessons. Yeah. In terms of, um, I feel like every single person should have a class from the time that they're young in regards to uh, learning about boundaries and mm-hmm. getting to set boundaries mm-hmm. and not being afraid to say no. Ooh, um, yes. And all that goes with that. When I say not being afraid to say no, I don't mean that in the sense of like, oh my God, I'm afraid they're going to hit me. Though right. that sometimes is the case. But it's, if you use love as a weapon, if, if it's, you know well, I I want you to give me X, Y, and Z. And in a moment, you're like, no, I don't want to, but not. And then you got like emotionally iced out Mm -hmm. for a week or two Mm -hmm. weeks or Mm -hmm. like whatever, blah, blah, blah. And just all of the fucking lessons that we learn in terms of, you know, um, what our worth is, what our value is. um, And again, like using it as like a, when other people use it as a form of emotional currency and mm-hmm. manipulation and weaponry, um, I feel like it really fucks you up. Like, it yeah. really fucks you up. And, like, with that dude, it wasn't I till I'd found out that somebody else that was a friend of mine was giving him money. Oh, no. Yeah. But I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And then he promised he was going to pay it back, and like he never did. And of then course. I, and then a fucking whole can of fucking worms opened, and I found out some shit. Mm-hmm. Like I found out some shit, and and that's the thing. It's that like there are some like individuals that like are really fucking charming and really fucking whatever the fuck. But I'll tell you what, like. I got, I got to learn that fucking lesson and I needed to learn that fucking lesson. And like with that too, I take full responsibility for where I was with the limited tools that I had. Mm Like, like, I will never claim to be a victim in that way. Right. Like I take responsibility. I put my fucking name on the check. Nobody put a gun to my fucking head. And right. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, my adoptive mom and my insane, horrible childhood and all of this stuff. And <laughs> God. Yeah. no, I take fucking full responsibility and I trust right. that like once I fucking learn the lesson, I learn the fucking lesson. Um, it's amazing
1: how you never stop learning. You never, ever, ever stop learning.
0: I mean, unless like, you start dying. Right. And that's how you die. It's like yeah. you growing or dying,
1: growing or dying. It took 34 years before I got comfortable with saying, no, I can't. Same. Eat. I can't hear you. I can't listen to you. I can't help you. I can't be there for you. I can't be a substitute for whatever. I can't do this. I can't do that. And if you love me, you will realize my limitations here, because I am not, I am not the superhero. You know, I, I cannot. And is it
0: cannot or will not? Both, because I feel it's
1: like not only can I not handle this burden, I will not take it on, and I will not allow you to guilt me into it. Yes, yes. that's the thing, and that that's a tough one. That's a real tough one because I got that one quite a bit. After I lost my mom. Um, Everyone wants to call and talk to me because I look like her and sound like her. But hey, newsflash, I'm not her. Mm. I can't be her. I can't give you the advice she would give you because I don't have her life experiences. Mm -hmm. So for you to want to put that on me is not fair. Mm. So I'm not going to answer the phone when you call. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I love you, but I can't do that. Can't do it. I cannot take on these burdens. I cannot say yes to another Event when I have five things scheduled, as much as I would love to help and show you and help you and do this and do that, I physically cannot take on anymore, because even though I may seem like an extrovert, I have tendencies for both, right? Yeah. so I have no problems talking I have yeah. no problems being around people. yeah um, I can jump in and have a conversation with pretty much anybody, but when I reach my capacity to, to people. I'm ready to get the hell out. <laughs> and when I can't get the hell out is when you see a different side. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, no, I need to go. I've reached my people meter. It's mm-hmm. at the top and mm-hmm. I need to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I find, and I find that people are actually more understanding than I may give them credit for. So I, and when I say, no, 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 I can't, I can't do this. I can't do the thing. I hope you understand, but I can't do the thing. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. You can, we can try again later. Um, but before I would break my neck trying to do all of it. All of it. All the time. Because if I don't do it, then someone will be mad at me. But then why do I care that someone will be mad at me? Yeah. They, they, they don't pay my mortgage. They don't, they're not my husband. So why do I, if he doesn't care, then why should I care? Yeah. So learning to say no about three or four years ago was, was the start <gasps> of many good things well. to come. That's Tag-along right. Along agrees. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yes. Tag along,
0: <laughs> tag along. When did you first learn to say no?
1: You saying no now? Yeah, I know. Did you have a nice nap? <laughs> did you? Yeah, she just wakes up out of her nap and she's <laughs> like, I'm ready to take on the world.
0: I mean, no is <laughs> when uh, when they say like no is a complete sentence. Um, like when I had that experience, like in October. With, like, the MDMA and, and, and that whole fucking, I want to say, like, hobbit journey. I just, like, thought of, like, the Shire for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd heard it before that, like, you can't have a real yes until you have a real no. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot have the experience of a real yes until you have the experience of a real no. Hmm. Okay. Like, really clearly setting a boundary and be like, no, Mm no, no. Because saying no to you is actually saying yes to me.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Like, when I say no to you, I'm not saying no to your beingness. I'm not, you know, it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. I'm saying yes to me. Mm -hmm. And... And that's also where it's I felt like my whole entire life I needed to explain and justify mm-hmm. every single decision I made as an extension of even having to justify my being mm-hmm. and having to. And I still like I've been doing it a lot less, but like Heather, um, my love, not me, <laughs> though I'm my love too. Um, <laughs> You know, I would, I would, I would like text her where I'd be like, whatever about any, uh, just something like so fucking stupid. She'd be like, you don't need to, you don't need to explain. You don't need to justify your actions to me. Like, I trust you Mm -hmm. like a hundred percent. Like, I, I trust you. You don't need to explain anything for me. Mm -hmm. Like, and I really, and I will. I'm really grateful that, like, I learned that lesson quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But every time I would say no or every time it would be contrary to what somebody else desired from me and of me Mm -hmm. that didn't match their idea Mm -hmm. of what they thought I should be doing, I felt I needed to explain and justify my no Mm -hmm. in order for it to be heard, in order for me to be heard, and then I would worry about it because I would think that it wouldn't be good enough, which would then mean that I would have to do something that I didn't really want to do because it wasn't enough because I wasn't enough because they were asking for explanation. Guilty. They were saying, (laughs) I need more. Yeah. This isn't enough for me. And now I'm like, motherfucker, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. I said, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like nine. Yep. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) get
1: <laughs> no it's no. still a struggle right like you, you you it's it's easy to fall back into the old habit of no let me tell you why when really the no really should be enough but then you feel like okay but well, let me explain why it's not that i don't love you it's not that i don't care and, it's just that i need to do me and you know. know what and here's the deal i can get that
0: and i can fucking understand that um To a certain degree, I was actually just reading something quite recently um, about um, alpha personalities. Mm -hmm. And I would never have described myself as an alpha personality. Um, And like, whatever, maybe it's like full of shit. Maybe like, who the fuck knows? (laughs) (laughs) However... When somebody tells me something, Mm -hmm. I believe them. Mm -hmm. I take them at their word. You know, I'm not like a literist to the point that I don't get jokes. Mm -hmm. Like I get jokes. I got jokes. Right. However, if you say you're gonna show up and you're gonna do something, I trust that you're gonna show up, you're gonna do something. If you say that like yes, I will, yes, you can Mm ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, you know, then I'm going to trust that, like, yes, I'm going to be able to go there and ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah,
1: I'm the same way. You know,
0: or even if it's like, oh, well, I'm not sure, let me see. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that could work. I'm still going to trust the, like, yeah, okay, great. Mm -hmm. And what I've been accused of is that I... I'm not reading between the lines of the, yeah, well, let me see. I mean, I'm not sure. I think it could probably, Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that could be, no, that'll be fine. Great. Mm-hmm. And w- what I've been told is that that means that they're trying to find a way to say no, mm-hmm. but don't know how to say no. Right. To which I'm like, you pick Bitch, up That's it. not my fucking job. <laughs> right like i i I'm using my intuition for everything else mm-hmm. you know, and if we already have a relationship i've I've gotta trust that like what you're saying is like sacred and honest
1: because you say what you mean there is no filler to it there is a reading between the lines if you say it's hot outside it's hot outside it's not well it's actually cold and there's no gray area you expect the same of others no there's no fucking gray area and that doesn't mean that like
0: you know like when i'm in process i'm in process Mm -hmm. so if like something's going on like you know some like my love asked me today like How are you you doing? Like, how are you feeling? Um, And I was like, I don't know how to answer that question. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, I don't know how I feel. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel. And, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, everyone. Like, working through, like, fucking, like, CPTSD is a fucking thing. Like, it's a fucking thing. I'm, like, so grateful because it's, like... Um, really truly getting to the other side and like I'm starting something tomorrow that like i'm maybe I will talk about like at some point, but it's a hell of a fucking thing it's a hell of a fucking thing um and i didn't i didn't know how to i didn't i didn't know how to say like because I didn't know how I was feeling mm-hmm. like I didn't because I wasn't depressed i wasn't sad i Mm -hmm. wasn't rageful i wasn't happy i wasn't joyful i wasn't apathetic Mm -hmm. i really just didn't know i didn't know Mm -hmm. um and when i don't know like i say like i'm in process right now like i i don't know how to answer that question Mm -hmm. i'll get back to you you
1: don't say i'm fine no okay good fucked
0: up insecure neurotic (laughs) and emotional
1: (laughs) okay that's fine yeah i tend to I tend to use a blanket, oh i'm okay I'm okay um, and even now I think people know okay that's not that's not good what's what's wrong? why aren't you good? Well, if I could tell you that yeah
0: and on top of that why the fuck do i have to be good 24 fucking 7 well i
1: think it's did i do something to contribute to it and if i did what can i do to fix it and
0: you know what wait so let me ask you a question Mm -hmm. is that is
1: (laughs) okay ask ask away